0: Welcome to the Just a Runner's Podcast. We're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm just about to have a conversation with... Caitlin uh, Sapp from Crew Racing and Rehab. I did have her on here once before, back in, in um, 2019. It was like November, and well, we'll catch up with her. And she's a coach and physical therapist. But uh, let me go over all of that with her in a minute. Uh, right now, uh, my running uh, life. <laughs> Just kind of getting started with my um, training program for the marathon in uh, April 24th, the uh, Canton Hall of Fame Marathon. (laughs) Don't know why I'm, I guess I'm the kind of, been kind of a slow day here. It's Monday, January 17th, I'm recording on and I think most of the world is snowed in. I kind of got snowed in. Uh, it was pretty bad out, so I I mean, well, I went out for a few different times. I spent and spent well over an hour shoveling. Luckily, Monday is usually a strength training, cross training type of day, or just a rest day, so that worked out fine for me. When else? Is I do want to start doing this every week. Uh, the training's going good fairly well. I got all my runs, most of my runs in, uh, doing a little bit of speed work every week, trying to get a day to that, and a long run. In the long run right now, we're right around 10 miles, so that's really, not really pushing it big for me. Uh, at least I don't think so. And, the other thing I want to start doing every, hold on a sec. Oh, that Pico was at the door. Uh, I guess he turned around and went right Uh, Another thing I want to start doing, try to keep everybody up to date on any races. Right now, there's not a lot of races out there. There's a new one coming out February 26th. It's not in their race booklet put out by the Roadrunners Club. But if you had gotten on their website you would, uh, for Second Soul Timing, uh, yeah, Second Soul Timing.com. They do have a new one that's out in... February. They don't have anything in January. February, and right? Actually, it's right at Second Sol. They're starting a new one, a four miler, uh, the Frozen Four Miler. Uh, th- it's going to be Saturday, February twenty sixth. Takes place at one p.m. That's a first year race. Uh, and then in March, they have a few races coming up. Uh, the Shamrock 5K is at the fairgrounds. Uh, that's another Saturday, March 12th. What's something going on that day. Anyway, uh, you can get on there and look into that. It's are 1 o'clock in the afternoon, greases. <laughs> but uh, the one that I will be at, if you want to look me up, uh, the Mill Creek Distance Classics, March 27th. And I've already signed up for that i'm doing they have a half marathon in the five miler i signed up for the half It starts at Phillips riverside garden uh very it's still a tough course a few years ago they changed it in. i don't think it's as bad because of the last mile isn't as bad as it used to be uh because now you finish it just past the old log cabin and uh, they had it in november november 7th but now they're getting back to the regular course uh, where they've been at uh, all uh, which was I saying uh, they're getting back to their regular time and well I guess they're sticking to this location, this course that they've made the change for so I did sign up for that it's four weeks before my marathon uh, the Canton Marathon that I am signed up for so here we are in our um, i got to get some sound effects or something to make this into some sort of uh, race segment. I'll do something <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> but uh, I would, at least a couple times a month, I'll update everybody on races in the area that are coming up over the next couple of months. Right now, it's a really slow time for races, and I'm going to go from there. But uh, right now, Distance Classic uh, would be the one I'm going at. I may try to, I'm going to try to do a few more volunteers this year than I normally do. A lot of years I didn't volunteer at all or once a year or something. So I'm going to try to do a little more volunteering in this year. All right. Well, not a lot of other say. Oh, I will mention this. But, uh, yesterday was Sunday. They had the Houston Marathon and Half Marathon. Um uh, and there was the female side. Two American records were set. Uh Sarah Hall set a new record for the um half marathon. Uh one a time. <laughs> it's kinda nice seeing some really fast times coming out right now. Hi. And now we go. Caitlin's here already. Right. Hey Caitlin. There you are. Hey <laughs> Hey, how are you?
1: not too bad
0: how are you doing bruce not bad at all uh, yeah. i got snowed in today so kind of t- easy day i spent a lot of time snow shoveling but that's about it oh my gosh yeah i said i had my first ever adult snow day today <laughs> i
1: was like i don't think since i mean i've been a pt for seven and a half years i don't think i've ever actually had a snow day But today when I saw how bad it was outside,
0: I called my patients and some of them had already called me and they're like, let's just stay home today. Yeah, I think that was the right decision. I mean, I haven't been out in my car at all today. Yeah, I just kind of hung out today, did a few things and I spent probably over an hour, over like a half hour, 45 minutes early this morning. And then another half hour later on because they finally got some of the area plowed. And dug out my car so I could take it, if I do, to go somewhere. But I haven't left yeah. the house today. <laughs> not a bad thing. Nope, not at all. Well, thanks for being on the podcast again. And I looked it up, I believe it was November of 2019. You were on, I went there. Obviously, things were different then. But that's when you were on the podcast before. And I went to your uh, physical therapy office, studio. And we talked there in... How's the how's phys- how's your business or physical therapy going?
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy to believe that it's literally been over 2 years yes. on the podcast. Like what a different time. Oh yes. I remember doing that, We were, yeah, we were at my office and I was trying to think, I was like, I think it was about two years ago, but yeah, it's hard to believe it was over two years ago and how much life has changed.
0: I didn't go back and listen to it again, but I went back and looked at the date that went out and I believe it was November of 2019. So we like, right before that, and then we hit the pandemic and that, having a small business going, just getting started, I believe you were you had just opened that not too much before then during a pandemic, that had to, you had to make some changes there, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, Luckily, I'm one of those people I always say, ready, fire, aim. So I'm pretty good at pivoting. (laughs) But yeah, I'd actually just, you know, quit my full-time job in August of 2019 and went full-time working for myself. And then by, you know, March, we were in the middle of a pandemic so it was a little crazy luckily luckily my business model was kind of bulletproof for a pandemic I had no idea um but of course like I shut down at first didn't want to get anybody sick but what's really really great about you know the care I try to provide is that it's all one-on-one like it's just me and one other individual in my clinic at a time and so we're safe and it's not a lot of people, not a lot of traffic. So that that's really, really helpful too. So it's definitely been strange running a business in a pandemic. Something that I like to say is, so half my business is physical therapy and then the other half is coaching, yeah. triathlon coaching, swim coaching, run coaching. And we've been doing that since 2014. So something I always like to say is like, I had an online business before having an online business was cool. So luckily, that <laughs> side of that side of the business has, you know, working from home has always been something that's pretty normal for me. Something that I've done for a long time. So really, being able to have the two entities under one roof has been really great in regards to having to change and pivot and all of the changes that come with a pandemic.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I know. I know a lot of coaches do a lot of their, a lot of it online. And I think that's the way it was going even before the pandemic, if not. And if if nothing else, that just pushed it way over the edge. Uh, Yeah, for sure. So the coaching part probably didn't change that much for you at all then.
1: It didn't change too much. Definitely what changed is just that our numbers went down. With so many races being canceled, it was... Morally, ethically, like, there's a lot of research behind, you know, what happens to an individual when they go through a negative life event. So a negative life event can be viewed, such as death of a family member, loss of a job, loss of a loved one, a pandemic. So a lot of these folks are having this negative life event, such as we're all living in a pandemic. Some people lost their jobs. Some people are losing people that they love due to COVID. So... A lot of our athletes at the time, it was really hard for me to say, like, hey, let's stay motivated and keep training while going through all these negative life events. So we did have a handful of athletes that we mutually agreed, like, hey, let's get through this, or sorry, you or your spouse lost your job. Races are canceled. Maybe take a few months off. And so what we saw a lot is we definitely saw our coaching numbers go down, Everything's back to normal now, and a lot of those athletes have since returned. But it made a lot of sense for people to just, you know, kind of chill, hit cruise control, not, you know, stay all in on training, and just kind of get through life's complexities.
0: Yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, there's still a lot of people out running the stuff throughout. I mean, now everybody's, I think at the end of twenty, end of last year, when all these races were going on, it seemed like everybody wanted to run all of them. Just because we had all that downtime, we we're...
1: Which then trickles people back into my office as a physical <laughs> therapist because we did see... I did see a lot of new injury patterns. Well, not new, but a lot of injury patterns associated with, hey, we're, <laughs> we had a time of detraining and now we're trying to run all of the races that we've been signed up for for another
0: <laughs> half of two years. Yeah, because I got one friend... Uh, she just found out she got into Berlin, and they had uh, uh, Chicago had been deferred, and I think they signed up for Air Force and it got deferred. So this fall, this fall coming up, she's looking at three marathons and seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's and, wild. And what? Well, one reason I did get you was the coaching part. We can talk about other things, but your name's been coming up a lot lately with people I run with and in my running group. Uh, apparently, this fall or coming up, you're going to be taking over uh, a couple of the, our group members, coaching them. One's going for. Now, one thing I do want to. I'm talking about Brandon and James. And yeah. I run over, you know, I see them frequently and we're always talking on Facebook and stuff. They're like got such different goals. Is there, is there a different philosophy going in with both of them? Or, I mean, I'm sure there is, but.
1: You know, I love. That question because I'm such like a philosophical coach in regards to like, you know, if you think about an athlete, they're literally just a blank canvas. And if you think about that blank canvas, and you can just, you know, paint it however you want. And it just really comes together beautifully throughout the progression of the training cycle. So even though their goals might be different, it's all about you know viewing their entire ecosystem. Like what are their job requirements? What are their family and work relationships like? How much are they sleeping? Are they eating right throughout the day? And when you can look at, you know, the complexity of life's demands and you really look at it as a full ecosystem, the coaching isn't really that much different. Like some of the intricacies within the workouts might look a little bit different, but it's all about being sure the individual has a really good grasp and a really good hold on all of the things that encompass what we need to be able to train and race healthy.
0: Yeah, because that's one of the things I was thinking about. I mean, you got to have some sort of plan. Uh, the general, Generally, I guess you would start, depending on where they're coming from. Uh, do you-
1: yeah, and that's, that's really cool, too. Like, we've coached so many different athletes. Like, at one race, we had an athlete that, you know, placed, I think, third or fourth in his age group for the 65 to 69-year-old age group at an Ironman. And we had another athlete qualify for Kona in the 40 to 44 year old age group. So it's been a lot of fun how Drew and I, and we actually are hiring another assistant coach. Uh, We're in the process of that right now, who has been a coach athlete of ours for a long time, but it's really fun to see, you know, the full spectrum of the athletes and what they can do. And something that Drew and I always, always say is like, if you look at our coaching roster, it looks like every athlete has a different coach because all of our coaching is personalized. It's all one-on-one and it's exactly like what that individual needs.
0: Sometimes, mistaken, you base a lot of your, or all your workouts, is it all on a uh, heart rate and...
1: So I always say like, you can't exclude, use one metric at the exclusion of others. So I do a ton of heart rate training, but I love to combine it with RPE. So like you might hit the workout perfectly like you hit your target heart rate. But if it felt like garbage, probably wasn't a great workout. So I always say like use those measures, but don't use one at the exclusion of others. So typically when we're running, I use RPE. So how the individual feels. It stands for rate of perceived exertion, how the individual feels. And then some target metrics in the workouts. In biking, there a lot of folks have power meters. So you use like power, heart rate, RPE. So yeah, there's a lot of different variables. But I think the most important thing is I kind of ask a lot of my athletes. And I really like communication and feedback. So it's about, hey, did the workout go well? Did we check those boxes? And then from there, I need to know how it felt. So there's a lot of dialogue and communication between coach and athlete around each workout.
0: Well, a lot of I've done a lot of runs with Erin, and she she was on here talking about her uh, Ironman, which obviously yeah. you had a big big part to play in that. Uh, how would you compare your training for like a for doing a marathon for just a runner? Do you have a do, are you advocating for a lot of cross training or do you, are you mostly just telling them to get out and run or do?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So there's obviously a lot of, you know, swim, bike, run when it comes to Ironman training. It's a lot of flipping the switch between this and that and the other and <laughs> sleeping and eating and staying healthy, of course. So when it comes to like Ironman training, I do see a lot of athletes because you're getting a lot of fitness on the bike and you're getting fitness in the water, a lot of athletes can do really, really well with running three times a week when it comes to Ironman training. We might, you know, as the season progresses, sprinkle a fourth run in there that might be like 15 to 20 minutes off the bike but keep it super short, high quality. Whereas with marathon training, there's more than likely gonna be more than three runs per week. And then those runs within the context of each run you know, we might have aerobic pace runs, hilly runs, interval runs, the long run. So, with that, there's definitely going to be much less overall training volume and training load, but more frequency of runs.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, when uh, uh, do you have any uh, pursuits this year? Because when uh, uh, do you have any uh, pursuits this year? Because I. I know you've done how many Ironmans now?
1: Yeah, so I've done eight Ironmans. I don't know how many I have. It's probably like, I don't know, 20-some, 30, I don't know, a lot. Um, no, I haven't thought about it much yet this year. So, But we had a lot of fun. We just um, are finalizing our coaching roster and getting everybody all signed up. So I'm seeing athletes' races coming in, and that's definitely exciting me. So I'm looking forward to that,
0: that's for sure. You got your roster all filled up then? I, I, I thought the I thought uh song in line that you said you had it pretty much uh finalized or
1: Yeah, I have it pretty much finalized. I have one spot that I'm just kinda of holding on to <laughs> for, you know, somebody that like I just vibe really well with. Somebody that I think um, we would mutually benefit from working with each other. So I have this one spot I'm holding on to. But like I said, we're hiring an assistant coach. And so spots aren't necessarily closed. Um, They just might go to working with her instead.
0: So you're going to have three coaches then?
1: Yeah, I'm excited.
0: Oh, That sounds like your, your coaching then is really... Has it been growing in the last few years or...?
1: Um, gosh, it's been pretty steady. Honestly, we're super, super lucky. It's been pretty steady since we started back in 2014. And what keeps happening, though, is we keep taking less athletes. So it kind of sounds goofy, because you know, you think you want more, but as our prices raise a little bit, we what we do is we've just been pulling back on the amount of athletes that we've been taking so we can be sure to provide quality one on one high level coaching.
0: Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, if they're going to pay more, they're going to want more personalized service. And um, it sounds like you were trying to give it and do that, anyways. Being that, I guess you'd want to keep them out of your other business at the same time.
1: It's so funny you say that because so many people are like, wow, like crew, you know, crew racing and rehab, those two worlds blend so well I'm like actually no (laughs) no they don't they are totally different like it looks like the businesses make sense to blend but they couldn't be more different running the two businesses are so different like physical therapy I have to be there physical therapy is all about marketing and being a resource in the community and then whereas coaching it's like We have athletes in Tennessee, South Carolina, Florida, like it's all about having an outreach and people seeking out our help. And that is majority of it is done online. And a lot of it is, you know, while I'm working from home. And then I always say, I don't want the two paths to cross because I want to help patients with running related injuries. But I don't want my athletes to sustain running-related injuries. So, yeah, it's a very, it's very funny how the worlds are so different.
0: Yeah, you almost, I, to me, it almost like that's one of the things you want your coach to help you avoid is getting hurt. Because a lot yeah. of athletes just go out and run too hard too often and end up uh, going for re- uh, physical therapy. You're absolutely right. In. Oh, I I know James is coming with you, and he's already, I know he's got some big goals. Do I, would I be able to get you to put, like, a bunch of burpees into his uh, exercise program? <laughs> if you followed us on Facebook, you would definitely get that, right? Oh, I know those
1: references, like the spot challenge, the burpee challenge. Um, I think
0: burpees are good in about increments of, like, five. <laughs> I'll give them five. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be, uh... I'd almost pay you to put that into his workout program.
1: <laughs> I can set that up.
0: I hope he doesn't listen to this now.
1: He'll <laughs> <laughs> know exactly where those birthdays came from, Bruce.
0: Oh, yeah, he'll know. When are we going to get you out to run with us? Uh,
1: I know. I need to. So I'm like such a creature. I'm such a creature of habit. That's something that like it's probably one of my best and worst traits all at the same time. So I'm such a morning goer, and I don't know. Nighttime is tough for me. I just like we, hit a wall.
0: We'll get you on a Saturday. We do Saturday mornings and Wednesday afternoon evening. Yeah, I would love to. I need to follow along and
1: like write on my calendar some of those Saturday runs because I could 100% do that for sure.
0: Yeah, we're trying to go longer. I love, it. but right now with the weather, I don't. I was trying to hit the bike path because I know we got some longer runs out in Town or Canfield, but with this weather I, I might have to figure out where we're not where we're gonna be able to go and not have to worry about uh, the streets because that bike path's gonna be covered.
1: Yeah, if you have any questions on the bike path ever, just let me know. It's a, I actually take the bike, anytime I run from my house, I take the bike path. It takes me six minutes to get there. So if you need to know if it's ever cleared, <laughs> you just let me know. I probably run it earlier that day.
0: I will keep that in mind when we...
1: Yeah, because sometimes they do clear it. Just depends what section and where. It'd be really great for
0: cross country skiing. Oh, it you know, would be. Today would you know. be. Today would be a great day for that. I was at the yeah. store yesterday and they had uh, uh snowshoes. I was like, oh, maybe I should get a pair. And then today when I wake up, I maybe I, I guess I should have gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should have.
0: I could have went out and ran a few miles on this. Uh, Anything uh, coming up with your business there? Any changes, well, I guess coming up or that, I guess in the last two years, there might have been something different.
1: Uh, Gosh, yeah. Luckily, I'm like just steady, super thankful, super blessed. Trying to think, oh, yeah, I do have a few programs coming up. Uh, I can't speak too much on them yet just because the details aren't finalized. Oh. But all kinds of good stuff in regards to runners. And some swimming mixed in there. And some diet work mixed in there, not by me, of course. Um <laughs> working with a registered dietitian on a project or two. But, yeah, so my whole goal when it comes to, like, my work and what I can provide to individuals is I always just say, like, who's my market? So let's take runners, for example. What are some of the struggles that runners face? and how can i be a resource and provide guidance for those struggles so anytime i'm like working on the back end if it's not something with physical therapy if it's not something with coaching if i'm coming up with a program or something that i can offer to people i always try to think like hey what do runners need what problems what struggles do runners face and how can i provide some guidance so that's always super helpful on Instagram. I'm always like putting up little stories and yeah. say like, hey, what are some running questions do you have? What, what do you want to know about injuries? What do you want to know this year? Like, how can I be a resource for you? So if you think on that, you just let me know.
0: I'll see what I can come up with for you. And if you come up with something you want to share it with runners, you can always throw it out in our group too. Some of them I'm sure would be interested. I they- appreciate that. Those videos that you were putting up on Facebook with the, uh, uh, I, I don't know the other guy, the guy's name, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, Scott. Yeah. Uh, where do you come up with the ideas for some of them? They are awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a queen. Uh, so he's actually my work par- partner. Like, he um, is my my um, neighbor at work. So Uh-oh. my office here. His is right next door. He's actually my financial advisor. And we've just become friends over the years. And oh my god, he's so funny. I have a ton saved on my phone. I need to post them again. I haven't posted one for like two weeks, but yeah, it's funny how you just like hear something or you think of something And we put our minds together and it just usually comes up (laughs) to something funny
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I I like I thought there were some great little videos there and taking a humorous look at some different issues Right And you don't have anything planned uh, for yourself.
1: <laughs> Not yet. Just getting all kinds of athletes races on the on the docket, which is exciting.
0: Yeah. And one thing I did, I don't think, I know you don't do this at all, but you went down when Erin ran her Ironman. You were down in Chattanooga.
1: Yeah. So that's, like, one of my favorite things to do is to pick an Ironman every year and go and support it. It's pretty cool because these athletes, like, go through such big transitions. And I always say, like, You know, we're just made up of life's past experiences, and some of those experiences are too cool to miss. So, And Chattanooga is one of my favorite ones to go to. I have one of my good, good friends from college that actually lives there. So it's really, really Uh nice. We can make the drive, stay with her, and then hit all the race festivities, and then hang out at the race on race day. But yeah, every year I try to pick one to go to that we have a handful of athletes at. And it's kind of fun too, because like when athletes are planning races, I'm like, oh well, hey, I'm going to be at X race this year. Maybe you should do that one. And <laughs> sometimes we can get a few people that are doing the same race.
0: Yeah, if you can get enough going down, that's going to be great. Uh, I've I've never traveled that far to uh, see a race. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've gotten uh, some, watched some people in some local ones, but that sounded, that was a little uh, further than I imagined.
1: Yeah, fall is a great time to do an Ironman. It just seems to work out really well. Like when you're, um, you know, with biking, you want to spend a lot of time outside on the bike. Yes. And that's kind of hard for some of these races that are popping up in like April, May, and it's hard to get time on the bike outside and you might as well just drive yourself crazy if you're going to spend six hours on your trainer over the winter in your basement. Oh. So oh. falls is a really great time to pick Ironmans and that's what we tell a lot of people, a lot of our athletes to do. So that's a really, really busy time in regards to coaching is in the fall.
0: Yeah, it does seem like most of the Ironman events are either more in the summer or the fall than in the spring. Uh, with running and stuff. A lot, there's a lot of great spring marathons, but a lot great. of people don't like training that much in the winter. And I, myself, I try to avoid the treadmill as much as possible. I, I can't even imagine doing a bike for six hours, but especially inside. I, I mean, I can imagine going outside and going for a long bike ride, but I can't imagine doing a treadmill for a couple hours. That would be to get a long 20-mile or 15-mile long run in. You know, three or four miles. I think you're doing great on a treadmill, right? Right. That's about my limit. Uh, of course today with this weather, you might be better off if you had to go on the treadmill, but
1: yeah, it'd probably be safer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was your last, uh, Ironman that you actually did?
1: So I just did one in September.
0: Oh, which one did you do? Uh,
1: so I did Ironman Maryland. Oh, okay. long story long, it was supposed to be, we signed up for it, gosh, in like, it was like two years from the time that we actually, like, did the race. Yes. We signed up for it in the fall of 2019, me and my best friend Steph, we signed up for it in fall of 2019, it was supposed to be in Canada, so by March of 2020, it was canceled. Canada was pretty strict, like, hey, the border's not opening up, anything that's scheduled for the fall, like just call it off. So it was supposed to be in August in Canada, supposed to be August subside so up for it in 2019. It was supposed to be in August of 2020, immediately got canceled. So then the next year when training for 2021, it was really, really hard because the border never opened. So we're like, is this race gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen? And for me, mentally, it was really, really hard to train a second year in a row, not knowing if the race was gonna happen. So three months before the race was slated to happen, it got canceled because the border never opened. And then what they did, Ironman was really, really great. They gave us 11 options. One option was a full refund. And the other 10 options were different races that we could choose to do instead. So we were like, okay, We definitely wanna do an Ironman this year. It can't be August in Canada, but it could be (laughs) September in Maryland. So, that's what we picked. How
0: How did the race go for you? What did you think of the Maryland race? It
1: was good. I mean, yeah, it was definitely good. It was a race for me that I was really proud of it because I was really good at understanding where I was. I knew I didn't want to train for a race again, not knowing if it was going to happen. So, when wondering if the border was going to open, I was like, I'm just going to exercise to stay fit. I'm going to swim. I'm going to bike. I'm going to run, but I cannot put all this pressure on myself, not knowing if this is going to happen. So, for me, it was a really great experience in regards to a mindset shift and saying like, I want to do this for the right reasons because I love to race and I love to train and it's going to have to be okay if it's not my best or not my fastest Ironman. So my mantra, my New Year's resolution for 2021 was no expectations. And I just carried, myself, carried that with myself throughout training, throughout racing. And it was a race that was definitely a little slower than I'm used to, but I also went into the race less fit than I'm used to and i was a hundred percent okay with that which was really really great because you know me five six years ago i would have been disappointed because it was slower or i wasn't as fit as i should have been or i didn't win and so honestly like this is definitely one of my favorite races because i was just really proud of the effort that i put in and the time that i was willing to commit to it I kept a really good life balance, work balance, time with friends, time with family, time with my husband, and I just—I think it was the best cumulation of being able to look at my full ecosystem personally and find a way to seamlessly fit a race like an Ironman into it. So, long story, very long. I think it went really well.
0: Oh no! Well, keep you can keep up. <laughs> Do you have a f- particular? Favorite of the three sports in the triathlon? Yeah, swimming. Swimming?
1: Definitely swimming. So I'm an adult onset swimmer. Being an adult onset swimmer is very hard because we didn't grow up doing this amphibious motion and exercising in a place that you literally can't breathe with all these very coordinated motions. So I'd actually done a few Ironman, and, like, I just got in the water, and I swim pretty okay and in like 2013 yeah I took my first swim lesson and I thought the swim coach was really cute but he wouldn't take me on a date because I was on the swim team so I said I will quit the swim team I haven't quit anything since ninth grade volleyball but I will quit the swim team so you take me on a date and um, needless to say he eventually took me on a date and that is now my husband so swimming just has a super special place in my heart i love to swim the water is so peaceful it's just i don't know there's just something about the stillness of the water and it's inviting and it's a really great place to push your body you always feel good after yeah swimming's definitely my favorite
0: it would be my weakest because i would actually have to be like a Adult onset swimmer, like you said. <laughs> it's uh,
1: hard.
0: I was... a pretty much an adult onset runner, too, but that's been so long ago. I, it's just... I've been doing it long enough now that... Because it seemed like a lot of people that... At some, well, if they're runners, getting them into something like swimming, if they're not natural, that's got to be one of the toughest parts of getting somebody into a triathlon. Mm-hmm. That's not annoying. normal... Yeah,
1: long long definitely there's definitely a barrier to entry. So a lot of science and a lot of research says that it's really, really hard to create habits after the age of 25. And that's because your brain has this thing, it's called neuroplasticity. So it's like how your brain creates new habits and creates new connections. And after the age of 25, it's really, really hard to do that. So when I started swimming, I was actually 19 or 20. So I had a few years before learning new coordinated movements would become even harder. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest reasons we see swimming as a barrier to entry. And that's why we work with a ton of swimmers or a ton of athletes that, you know, have a swim limiter because that's an area of specialty that we have because Drew was, you know, when he was in Edinburgh, he swam collegiately. He was the top distance swimmer at the time he's done Ironman where he's come out first in the water or first out of the water. So we definitely have a special place in our hearts for helping swimmers. So definitely like the lack of confidence in the water, the lack of form, um, just not being familiarized with swimming, folks having panic attacks, like there's so many barriers to entry for triathlon around swimming. And it is ultimately one of my goals to help bring down those barriers so that people can experience triathlon. Like I deserve, everybody should, or I think everybody deserves to.
0: I could see doing a shorter one, the sprint maybe, if I if I ever learn to swim. But you
1: should.
0: I'll I'll think about it. Would you say there's any favorite race or anything out there for you or any that you'd Mm -hmm. like to get back to?
1: I used to have a lot of really good local races and we lost a lot of them with COVID. It's really sad. We used to have races at um, Lake Milton, Guilford Lake, West Branch State Park. Lake Milton was definitely my favorite because that was my first triathlon in 2009. So I hope that maybe somebody bring locally can bring those races back. My favorite Ironman is definitely Ironman, Texas. It's pretty cool. You swim down a canal. The bike is nice. It's scenic, pretty good pavement. And then the run is actually like, it's just over eight miles, but it's three eight mile loops. So three, just over eight miles. Yeah. And um, just like there's parts of the run that are absolutely electric like if you Google Iron Man Lake or Iron Man Texas run course, you'll see it. And then there's like parts that are just so amazing and so many people, and then you run like by the canal and it's wonderful. And then there's parts of the run that are super quiet. Like you almost just need that time to be in your head and to just have space for everything. And then when you're like, okay, I could use the crowd again, bam, it's there. So that is definitely, I've done the Ironman twice. The first time I did it, it was a national, Ironman National Age Group championship. I won my age group, got to Kona. So I went back, loved it, went back did it the next year. A hurricane came in. The course got knocked down and flooded and all the signage was gone. I got lost, ran like 30 miles. There was no finish line because... The storm was so strong, it blew it away. So that was kind of an anticlimactic finish line when you dream of an Ironman finish line for so long. Uh, That was in 2016. So they ended up having to, like, take our times from some random timing booth. We were supposed to find shelter. They said, hey, the next timing mat, find shelter. My next timing mat was the finish line. So I was like, okay, great, I'll get there. There's buildings when I get there. But... All the signage was gone, and I got lost, and it was wild. But even with that, it's still my favorite. So I would definitely go back one day. But what actually happened is it used to be in, like, early to – it was mid-May, and now the race is in April. And training for that in the
0: winter in Ohio is too early. Yeah, trying to go to a warmer state after training all winter can be – I'm just thinking of running somewhere else, you know, like you went down to Texas. Yeah. They just had the Houston Marathon, and I'm like, that'd be so hard to go down there and leave all this beautiful snow. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, I know. I never, you know, you can't hold the race responsible for the weather, but to have a hurricane come in, that that's one of the, I've never heard of that. It
1: was like, actually, her game was, like, some big tropical storm, and it was kind of scary for my husband and family at home because there was, like, live tracking, and then there, like, wasn't, and it was crazy. <laughs> it was probably, it's probably one of the crazier race experiences I've been through.
0: It That would definitely have to be up there. I usually just have yeah. to... I usually just train all winter and then like go to Canton and it's 80 degrees. That that's just what that's keeps. What happened her. this year. I know I was there.
1: <laughs> I was just talking about that with a few patients
0: last week. Yeah, I'm and in, in, I've been I've run the Canton uh, marathon twice. Both times it got up to 80 degrees. That I've run it, and now I've signed up and I'm doing it a third time this year. So. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm like one of the I'm due for good weather. So,
1: Maybe
0: third times the charm. Yeah, this uh, uh, actually be well. I signed up before and well in twenty and it went virtual. So then I signed up last year and then they sucked they got me to sign up one more time. You know and yeah they did. I'm like one of these times I'm gonna get perfect weather. I'm due after the last two. So, you are due. You well. Know, uh I'll let you get going. I wanna Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. I oh, appreciate it.
0: Thank you. I hope to see you out running with us sometime soon. Uh, when we well, weather permitting, I was gonna try to get out towards Canfield and get jump on the bike path out there. Maybe that'd be perfect time for you to come out and on a Saturday morning and join us.
1: That'd
0: be perfect. And hopefully we'll see you and good luck to you and all your athletes that you're coaching, I hope they all meet their goals.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: All right.
1: All right,
0: Bruce. We'll talk to you later. I'll take talk to you later. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. And if you have any... Questions or comments, you can email me to justarunner65 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also join the Just a Runner's podcast Facebook group, and you can always find me on Instagram at justa slash runner. Remember, laugh hard, run fast, be kind.